rising on an emerging generation of kings. service i'm going to be speaking and teaching on giving but i want to shift somebody from living out of your budgets to living out of god's blessings how many of you have dreams ideas concepts in your mind that you know the money i'm earning right now cannot sort this thing out oh come on somebody now you have a dream in your life an expectation, a desire, a goal, a vision, a revelation, something that God has shown you or something that has been a growing project in your subconscious mind and you know the rate at which I'm earning this 250k or this 500k or this 1 million that comes twice a year, it cannot work. How many of you are like that? Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that the dreams that you have, that when you pray, or there's a prophetic meeting, and you can literally hear God speaking. What God is speaking is like 100 times what you are earning. Oh, where am I? Where are those who are speaking to? Well, let me tell you, at the end of this message, you're going to be so loaded with lights. So loaded with energy. That you will no longer see yourself as a disqualified candidate, but everything that God has said to you, you will see how He will bring it to pass. High five yourself and say, Damilola, there is the blessing of generosity. Some of you just clapped, you didn't call your name, call your name. Speak to yourself, say, There is the blessing of generosity, and you are stepping into it. I don't know who is ready on their high heels. Twinning shoes on your high heels and say, I'm stepping into it. I'm stepping out of man's economy into God's economy. It's not economy, it's economy. I'm stepping into new things. I'm stepping into God's blueprint. I'm stepping into God's agenda. Let me prophesy under God. For some people, listen, your annual salary right now is going to become your welfare gift. Tell you no lie, you can either take me as a rebel rouser or an articulate motivator or as a prophetic oracle sent to you this Sunday morning. That something that looks very big and gigantic and huge and mighty is about to become small and tiny in the name of Jesus. I tell you what you're earning in Naira, you're earning dollars. Money will not control you. will control money. You will move money. You will instruct money. You will govern money. You will tell money where to go, when to go, how to go. And it's not about, listen, it's not about your pedigree or your history or your certificate because Joseph was technically a convict. He hadn't gone to the University of Egypt. He had not gotten his PhD in global economics or fiscal policy or governance. But when God's hand is upon you and when and your season aligns with a prophetic instruction, and you have been through the university of adversity. I tell you that even the chief, the CNC, the commander in chief, is going to say, Bring me that boy from the prison. He's the one who knows what we're going to do. For God to give you control of the world's economy, listen, He can either do it incrementally or He can do it exponentially. Incrementally, is I was earning 100k, and He gave me a 200k, and uh, they gave me a 
manager gave me 700k and I became this one here. That's incremental. You can see that in certain lives. But many times in the Bible, what you see for kingdom agenda is God doesn't have time to waste time. So he will pick you from the prison like Joseph who has not worked. He doesn't have any work experience. In fact, his last work experience, they fired him from the job. So he couldn't go back to the referees and say, give me letter of approval or validation. He didn't know what was going on in Egypt because there was no social media. But he knew what was going on in the spirit. I prophesy to somebody. You are about to move from that little nightmare by iPhone world into exponential, dramatic, giant leaps that will bust the barriers in your life and break the limits of your home and crack the code that your grandfather, your great-grandfather could not even crack. I prophesy to somebody who's had a tough year, a tough two years, a tough three years. You are in the season of a turnaround. And why? I know you experienced something about two years ago, but it's not over yet. God said, I used that one to encourage you. You are about to enter into an extra zero on your current zeros. It is possible. I am your messenger of possibility. I come as a divine amplifier to say unto you, your days of begging, they are over. Your days of scrapping the bear, they are over. You better get ready for light naturals. It's about to fly. It's about to take up wings. You better get ready, P.O.T. For your phone call service, your counseling service, it's going to grow beyond you. Where you're going to have a flow of people who are taking bookings and phone calls and who have been licensed. Are you ready for somebody? Look to seven people. Tell them I am potent for man's economy. I'm potent. jump the gun, but which kind of useless economy is that one? That for you to move from 1 million to 10 million, you have to wait 30 years. Do you know what God wants to do in there? There are too many people suffering for good people not to have good money. Because bad people, they don't care about people suffering. Once they are satisfied, they can go and stash their millions of dollars in Swiss bank and keep money that will come together inside underground tanks until there's a policy that says you must deposit all that. You saw all those things? Money rotten. Why? Because we're hungry on the same streets. But God is raising a new set of billionaires. I prophesy to someone. I've said it. I said it before. I said in the, last, in the next 18 to 24 months, the first set of billionaires and kings are going to rise. Oh, we're getting closer now. It's not a flitting fantasy. Some of you may not see how you are the how you are one of them. You don't have to see it. But if you believe in God, says the qualification is: Do you agree with me? Nora and Kenneth, you better don't joke with your fashion stuff. You have no people don't have an idea of what's happening in Africa. One of the things that will happen in Africa is the content creators will begin to craft and create infrastructure. And then you're gonna have MGM and Paramount Pictures, they'll come and buy podcasts and buy vlogs. So you see all these people with their cameras and say, Well, they're they doing be waiting there. You're gonna start getting acquisitions of podcasts and vlogs and blogs and YouTube channels. So if you have a message or a voice, you better start using it. Because it's coming. It's coming. And I'm not just speaking as a research student. I know prophetic waves. The next wave of wealth don't have a lot to do with physical things. <laughs> they don't have a lot to do. 
physical things, the earth it will always be there. But digital intelligence, mind, metaverse, counsel, perspective, coaching, mentoring, content, that's the next wave. Because as man, as the age winds to a close, it's full circle. Intangible first, tangible, it's go back to intangible. Are we here? You're ready for the message. First Kings, that was my pre-introduction. First Kings, chapter 17, from verse 8 to 16. I'm going to there, you have it. First Kings, please, I'm going to read alone, but follow Kinley, right? And then I might pick, tell you to read a couple of things with me. Then, <laughs> Kalizabatas, Vrima Kush Prekilata, the Lord is going to speak to everybody in the service. But one of the major categories of people the Lord wants to help in the service are those who feel very vulnerable. And those who feel like they don't have help, as in like they don't have people that can help them. If you're one of those people, this there's something exceptionally prophetic for you in the service. So I'm talking about people that maybe you're not you're single or your single mother or your single father, or you live without your mother or your father, or your parents were separated, or maybe you've struggled financially. Apart from the general instructions, God is going to be dishing to you guys specific, those persons, specific miracles. The fact that you are not one of them does not mean you shouldn't say amen. amen. Then the word of the Lord came to him, who is he? Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon or Sidon. Look at the neighbor, say it's Sidon. It's Sidon. But no be Sidon, look. He said, dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So there is a dimension of provision that you hustle for. <laughs> There's another dimension of provision, that's where God wants you, where you just align for. You obey for. You are in sync for. You are in tune for. He said, Elijah, this is not time for you to be running from pillar to post and go and be hustling here and everywhere. Just obey me. I'm guiding you into the place where you will not need to be commanding things up and down, but things and people have been commanded before you get there to bless you. Oh, where are those amens now? So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, at the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I'm swearing, I do not have bread. Only a handful of elubo in a basia. It's never the basia. In kolo in a bean and a little oil in a jar and see I am gathering a couple of sticks watch this now that I may go in and prepare for myself my son 
that we may eat and die. Oh, come on, somebody read that. I'll highlight this later, but whenever you're thinking about just yourself and your son, you will eat and you will die. Small-mindedness leads to depletion. Always. That's why small-minded people, they always struggle regardless of who's the president and who's in power and what opportunities they are around because your mind determines the opportunities you can see. Your mind does not determine the opportunities available. Your mind determines the opportunities you consider accessible. So we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it. What? Oh, shout at people. Shout at people. First things. Say you got plans, but let me give you a divine plan. <laughs> let me give you another plan. Your plan is about self-sustenance, about self-preservation, about self-aggrandizement. But there is a divine plan that is superior to your plan, but has factored your plan as a subset of the plan. He said, make for me first a cake and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bean of flour shall not be used up. Nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Everybody read verse 13 and 14 together. Let's go. Can you read the first line of verse 13 again? Say it again. Say it again. Go to verse 14 and read the whole verse. Father, we thank you for the release of the rain. Thank you that you're releasing the rain of revelation over this house where people might have been in drought, where their minds, their souls, and their spirits might feel dehydrated, might feel exhausted from giving so much and getting so little, yielding so much and receiving so little. Lord, I thank you because right now you are opening up the dry and the parched places and you're pouring the rain of instruction, of wisdom, inspiration, and revelation. Thank you that dry grounds are beginning to get wet. They're beginning to bring forth fruits. They're 
growing fresher again. That somebody who's currently in deficit is being lifted out of that. Someone who's expressed deficiency is coming into super efficiency and super surplus in the name of Jesus. And above all, you are exposing to us the mysteries. You are decoding to us, unlocking for us the insights that were once mystery but are now made plain in Christ of your divine provision and your divine agenda for our finances and for your kingdom on the earth. In Jesus' name we're prayed. First things first, give, enjoying the blessings of generosity. We're going to take a couple of notes, but beyond taking the notes, I want your spirits to be open and your minds to be attentive and for you to respond, especially when I begin to prophesy and instruct. Don't forget in First Kings chapter 17, you're going to see that in verse 1, verse 1 says, Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. So please understand the context of our text. The context is that there was dryness in the land. Now who was responsible for the dryness in the land? Elijah was responsible for the dryness in the land. Who said there will be no rain? It was Elijah. <laughs> Elijah was the one who said there will be no rain. He appeared before Ahab, which means that there is a big or a huge tendency that even though Ahab was the person who spoke before, I believe that the king would not have kept that to himself. The king would have told people, hey, see this prophet has come again and he has declared that there will be no rain. Now it's interesting that Elijah said that will be no rain and of course he's also going to be as it were predisposed to the vulnerabilities created in the finances or the economy based on the word that he has spoken that means that based on the fact that there's no rain okay let all of us now be suffering let everywhere be dry there was sapa in the land but God said I have made provision for you in the middle of the dryness even though you will be held responsible for the droughts what I'm trying to say to you is that if you ever even find yourself in a place, if you ever find yourself in a season of dryness that you claim responsibility for, God said, I'm too good to allow you go without food, even for the mistakes you made. In this context, Elijah didn't make any mistake because he was a man of God who was speaking for God. He was the amplification for God. I'm just stretching it to the extreme that God is committed to supply your need even when you are not cooperating with the agenda. <laughs> The Bible says he opens his hands and it satisfies the hunger of all living. Of all living. Which means that there is a provision for every creature. Why do you now need all those principles, guidance, and lights? Because the fact that the provision is there does not mean you will enjoy it. How many of you went to Borden House? Who went to Borden House here? You know, in Borden House, some of you didn't go to any house. Oh, you were just in the house, <laughs> in your house. In Borden House, you, you ate preferably three times a day, and then you had provisions, right? Now, so you had breakfast, you had lunch, and you had dinner. Who chose the timing for breakfast? The school. Were you the one that decided that me, I, I like to wake up at 8.30 and I like breakfast in bed? <laughs> Come and talk to me now. Hunger will wire 
you. Right? You were not the person that chose that. So the school made provision for food, but there was a place and a time for it. God has made provision, but there is a place and a time for it. The same way the button house master was not going to come and bring the food and say, oh, you know, the last term your father sent me an envelope so I've brought food for you. No. <laughs> and how many of you know there was a place called uh, the stock room or the box room where you keep some of your provisions? You kept your empty box. Now there was a place that people used to keep their provisions. <laughs> See the protests. Locker. There was a place in my school. <laughs> well, well, they used to keep, because people used to come with different sets of provisions. Right? First provision, two sets. How many sets of proofs did you come with? Now, in my school, there was that room, and then there was the staff quarters. So if you had a guardian in school, you could keep some of your provision with your guardians. I won't mention the name of one of our guardians. The guy was notorious for helping people reduce... <laughs> you can relate. Their provisions and taking care of his family with some just because that your milk has reduced or your meal has reduced. Look at your neighbor, say, Thank God, God is not like that. God does not shorten your ration, He shortens your suffering. Shortens your suffering, that's what He does. He does not shorten your ration. So understand this now, that there is a place and a time. There's a place and a time. If you're a believer, in fact, if you're a human being and you are not getting provision, you feel that you're dry, you're depleted, God is not punishing you. God has a commitment to take care of his creatures. He said, which one of you being evil will his child ask for bread and you give him stone? Or ask for fish and you give him a snake or a scorpion? Which means that for the believer, there is a provision. And God said to uh, Elijah, you have released this prophecy. I have commanded a widow woman. This is very important because a widow is vulnerable. A widow is susceptible. A widow does not have a husband. That's what it means. And in traditional history, Israel, a lot of emphasis was placed on the male man. So even through the Bible, you're going to see more male figures. The breadwinner was the man. The man who could speak at the gates was the man. The man who could defend and fight was the man. Builders were men. Watchmen were men. But God said, I have put your provision in an uncommon source. For some of you, your breakthrough is not in a popular industry. Oh, wow. For some of you, the supply that God has for you is in an industry that nobody's looking at. Somebody needs to look at mining. A lot of people are rushing towards what's conspicuous, but if you were to ask Elijah, where is my provision? He'll say, with another prophet, or with another king, or in another kingdom. But God said, I have commanded a widow woman to support you. I proclaim under God that your eyes are open, your mind is enlarged, your ability to discern the times and seasons of God, they are open concerning you. You will no longer despise anything or anyone. You will begin to see as God sees in the name of Jesus. That Amen does not sound like it's really ready. 
high five somebody say look out for the widows look out for the widows on the other side of the spectrum there some of you feel like widows i don't have a husband i don't have a business partner i don't have an associate i don't have an investor god said i will use you to sustain the prophetic for your generation The widow was there. The Bible says that the moment he got to the city or to Zarephath, by the way, what does Zarephath mean? Zarephath means a place of refinement by fire. It means a place of trials and testings. It means a place where God takes the dirt away, the dross away from the gold. It's a place of testing. So Zarephath was a place of testing both for the prophets and for the widow. And there are many of us we don't understand that our scarcity is the classroom in which God is testing our commitment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our current scenario of not having the kind of flow, the kind of funds you want, the Lord is testing somebody. So there's this woman, there's dryness in the land, she begins to pick up the, the sticks, she's picking the sticks and all of that, a couple of sticks she calls her. So it's not a big Alase thing, you know Alase, like you're cooking a feast for a whole people, no. He's picking up the sticks and then the prophet comes and says, hey, what's, what's, what be, what be, what's, Bring me a cup of water. Now, don't forget, the widow had been commanded. That means that the widow was expecting something. Was expecting someone, I should say. The widow had not been commanded to receive. The widow had been commanded to give. And there are many of us, when we say, receive in the name of Jesus, what do we say? Amen. When God says, give in the name of Jesus, what do we say? Amen. I'm not sure that's God. When I say receive in the name of Jesus, you don't say, I'm not sure that's good. <laughs> it has to be God when it's me receiving. But when I say give in the name of Jesus, <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> maybe, he commands him to give. So let me start by sharing with you four kinds of seeds. Four kinds of seeds. And then we'll look into the text. God does command to give. God doesn't just expect you to give. He commands you to give. Four kinds of seeds. Number one, you have structured seeds. Structured. God wants you to give structured seeds. What are structured seeds, media? If you have that, you can put it on for that. A structured seed is what you give based on a specified amount no matter what. The first kind of seed gifts you must have a specified amount. You must give no matter what. So, for example, offerings. As you grow in your walk with God, you must be able to have a minimum amount, not a maximum, because to have a maximum at all the time means you put a cap. <laughs> but to put a minimum means you've put a foundation in place for God to build on. A minimum amount that you must give. And then your percentage given as well. In 1 Corinthians 16, 1 to 2. 1 Corinthians 16, 1. You can take a picture of this. Let's look at the text. It says, now concerning the collection for the saints. Go to NKJV, except I ask for another one. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. Look at the next word, the next line. On the first day of the... 
weak, let each one lay the structured. The first day of the week, lay something aside. It is what? Structured. It's not random. This is not subject to feelings. It's not subject to what comes in. It's not subject to preferences. It's not subject to convenience. It is lay something aside. Now, what's that something? You decide on the God what that something could be. By the way, as you get more something, should he increase the something? Lay something aside. Let each one of you lay some size, storing up as he may prosper, which means what guides your structure given is your level of prosperity. What that means is your structure given is not a function of how I feel. It means as God prospers me, I increase what I give. Are we here? As a prosperous, that there may be no collections when I come. In other words, there will be no drama where we're now start trying to raise money. And what it means generally, speaking primarily here for the uh, relief of the saints, because they were in a certain conundrum in Galatia at the time, where it applies for structured giving generally. What it means is God doesn't like it when there's force around money. Like there's a need, everybody's now scampering. No. So he says to prevent that, let each person enter into the wisdom of structured giving so that there is already something on ground that when we have a need in the house, there's a place to scoop from. Are we here? And you know, sometimes when people don't have structured giving and they give a one-time gift, they, give, they think that gift is a lot of money. Oh, now, come and talk to me. That's the first thing, structured seeds. Number two, spontaneous. This is the one that many people like. 24 hours miracle. Sharp, sharp. Jehovah, sharp, sharp. Why are you not writing notes? You know everything in your spirit. Uh, you're absorbing my osmosis. This is given in the moment. This inspirational given. This is given based on urgencies. Somebody has a need. Mommy calls from home. There's a family situation. There's a stranger who's desperate. Someone's in an accident. You're the person driving by. They need hospital bills. This spontaneous seed. This is not the kind of seed that you want to go back in and go and reflect. Because it's not human to do that under those kind of circumstances that we hear. A spontaneous seed, and the word says in Proverbs 3 27 to 28, you can give that to us. It says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do so. Listen, he did not say when it is in your plans to do so. Scheduled seats are in your plans, spontaneous seats are in your power. It's okay to clap. Why are you shy? Right? Scheduled seeds are in your plans. Let me now say this. If you've not really mastered scheduled seeds, you are not yet qualified for spontaneous seeds. Because what happens to a lot of people, especially believers and people maybe of certain temperaments, is that their spontaneous giving destroys their financial future. Oh, come on now. Some of you have parents that that happened to. Some of you have brothers that that's happened to. Some of you, it's happening to you right now. Because your Ojo Anu is bigger than your Ojo Ola. And when you don't have Ojo Ola, you might not have Ojo Ola. And you might not be able to afford Ola Ola. 
I'll explain what that means. Ojuanu is the eye of kindness or eye of mercy. When you're just moved by sympathy. When someone says, ah, please, so without you, I can be nothing. Oh, really? I'm not important. <laughs> collect. <laughs> the poverty will tell you, collect. Because you do it every day. And you have cash that is so available because you've not understood the structure that should supply the interest that gives you proceeds for the spontaneous. So spontaneous seeds, they are what you give based of what you have based on what you have the power to do. And the word says, when it's in your power to do so, do not withhold. Look at the next verse. It says, go, do not say to your neighbor, do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I will give it when you have. So what does structured giving make you do? As many of you as can do it, put your structured giving on direct debit. People are quiet. So no, I don't want to put it on auto debit. If you're really going to be giving it, give it ahead. The best way to give is to pre-give. Otherwise, you will deceive yourself. When the pressure of life comes on your resources, God will be the one that will get the short end of the stick. <laughs> so you set it on auto debit so that as the money is hitting, it is going out, right? Now, the other thing you want to do is your investments, structure them as well. So if you're going to get payment plans, get payment plans on assets and investment like land. So you know that 200K every month is going towards that land. Put it in mutual funds or your dollar account and all. Why? So that you don't have a lot. Are you getting it? Because your spontaneous seed is supposed to be based on what you have with you. And the problem is when all your income is with you, there will always be somebody who has problem with them that wants to deplete what you have with you. Marshall remind me of something on Reverend Albert's page about jokes. Say, please, I need your help. The parents say, I'm sorry, I'm using it. <laughs> I'm using my help. Now, what I'm teaching you may seem very simple, but some of you, the reason your parents never rose beyond a financial level is that nobody taught them this. So they give out the money that should have taken you to private schools, to strangers. Because they were spontaneous without the structure given. Number three, you want to have seasonal. They are seasonal seeds. And seasonal seeds are basically seeds that you use to support people. These are time-bound seeds, time-based projects, right? So we've had some seasons in Kings. There was a season. We're trying to move into this place and that's some money. I call people who had been working for five years and above and said, this is what my family and I will be doing and I need people to do this, that, and that within your power. And we raised a good amount uh, for that first tranche. We were able to start the projects here. That was a season. We're coming into another season. Amen? Amen. And this time we'll do it easily. Amen going to buy our land and all of that. And that's a season. You know how it is every Christmas. We're like, oh, we have a number of programs. We need people to give beyond the, the regular. That's seasonal. 
Now imagine that every other Sunday I come and I say there's a prophetic word. I'm looking for 10 people to give a thousand dollar seed. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I do that after three months, y'all are going to be like, <laughs> let me go to a place where it's harvest that they have no seed. <laughs> <laughs> so they're always looking for seed, 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 seed. It wearies the soul. So don't make seasonal gifts your daily responsibilities. Because for some of you, you are connected to too many clusters, scattering your seeds in too many places and not finding the good ground that will yield 30, 60, and 100 fold. So you attend this morning prayer meeting, you give seed there. You attend noon prayer meeting, you, are, you give seed there. Your mother's prophets will call, you give seed there. Then in the evening, your girlfriend, you give seed. Hopefully not the other kind of seed. So you are drained and depleted because you don't understand that there are seasonal seeds. Seasonal says, number four, which is what we find in the text, and I'll build from there. They are spirits instructed. Sorry, let me let me read some for seasonal seeds. Scripture. First Chronicles 29, 6 to 9. First Chronicles 29, 6 to 9. Then the leaders of the fathers' houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds, with the officers over the king's work, offered. People on this next row, are you, are you, can, can you read what's there? They offered what? Willing. Can you say it louder? Willing. Can you willingly be willing? Willing. <laughs> the gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 darics of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 thousand talents of bronze and one hundred thousand talents of iron and whoever had precious stones so leaders took the lead if there's a leader beside you say thank you for being my leader and thank you for leading me in giving he said, whoever had precious stones, they gave them to the treasure of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jehiel the Gashonite. Then the people rejoiced, for they had offered willingly to the Lord. So biblical rejoicing does not start after you've seen the harvest. Biblical rejoicing starts after you've given the seed because you know you've released it into the systems of God for him to multiply it as he desires. Oh my Lord, somebody is not yet on the page where they need to be this morning. You are coming into a place where you'll be more excited about giving than receiving because the Bible says it is more blessed, more empowering to give than it is to receive. Africa is like a wasteland in many aspects. Why? Because people think it's more blessed to receive. So everybody wants to grab and grab and grab and steal and corrupt and snitch and backstab together and keep. But there is a generation that is rising under the sound of my voice. You'll be more delighted and more excited about giving because you know you're empowering somebody. You're helping somebody find healing. You're helping somebody get discipled. You're helping somebody come to another level. Somebody shout that he's talking about me now. I didn't say say, I said shout is talking about me now. 
they rejoice. Why? Because they gave willingly. Because with a loyal heart, they had offered. Why? People can give a lot, but give with disloyalty. Somebody can give a lot of money, but is giving a lot of money to manipulate your future. Disloyal hearts. He said they rejoice, and King David, of course, rejoiced greatly. Number four, spirit-instructed gifts. These are gifts based on God's instructions. Instructions, commands, revelation. You got a revelation, said, I need to give in this direction. You received an instruction, you need to give. And sometimes, depending on how close you are to a man of God, he can instruct you to give certain things. It's an instruction. Now, what we see from the biblical template is that whenever God calls people to give or commands a prophet to command people to give, the people will either give willingly, those who can, or God had already told those people to give. And so the prophetic word was a confirmation, either a confirmation or an activation of loyalty. Now, can I propose to you what will govern the prosperity of your daily life is your scheduled seeds. Because that's where faithfulness is developed. And perpetual blessedness is not based on giftedness, it's based on faithfulness. It's the ski, the seeds you schedule that determine your flow of resources. Uh, okay, 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 okay. The spontaneous seeds are the ones that govern emergencies in your life. The same way you show mercy, you show mercy to people spontaneously and all, those are the things that also activate mercy, material manifestation at the times where you need it. <laughs> Blessed are the merciful because they shall, so mercy can be obtained. But you obtain it from what you have already put in place. In fact, when it comes to forgiveness, Jesus also put it, uh, puts it that way. That if you are not forgiven, I hope you know that your sins will be held against you. Now, God has forgiven you, but there's a system in the affairs of men, a judicial system that the enemy can lay claim to your own issues because you didn't let go of somebody else's issues. He's the accuser of the brethren. God is not the accuser of the brethren. Are we getting this? Are you sure you're getting it? What are the things that determine your growth in seasons? Your seasonal gifts. That's why wise people, when there's a project going on, go and check it, ask those who do it. People who give to a project, more often than not, as that project is increasing, they are increasing. I pray that you will be able to explore this dimension of generosity enough to have enough dots to join as references because I think some people they've been so random all they've done in their lives spontaneous so when it's offering time it will lower and there in other words which one is there you just bring it out it's 20 naira I wish my bag was here someone bring my bag please because now there's a lot of different currencies different things not currencies denominations in it just bring it anyhow anyhow so they're not deliberate it's not scheduled Spontaneous. Oh, the music was great. Okay, let's give a lot. Oh, I don't really enjoy the person that is present worship. Ah, okay, let me reduce it. The word it hit me, hit me. I cried, I cried. Let me increase it. At this one, I didn't even cry. My eyes were just like this. 
So, so they just leave their hands in their pockets. First of all, there's a battle. Battle. And they will now find 500, no, it's too much. One key, ah, perfect key. Naira 10 10 for John 10 10. It's spontaneous, and when it's spontaneous, you are not a good steward because a good steward traditionally he knows how many people need to eat from his cooking, <laughs> and so in serving the food or dishing the food, he's giving portions based on the number of people. We are not looking happy. Whether you look happy or not, I will preach. <laughs> How many of you, when you were growing up, your older brother or auntie used to serve food? You were five, your sister used to serve food. And there was a way they used to cut or slice and dice either the moi moi or the yam to ensure that it went round. And whenever they gave you the smallest portion, you felt very bad. And they gave themselves the big chunk or the big mound of food. But you felt very bad when they gave you very little. Anybody ever been there? So the question is, why are you giving God the littlest? Oh. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about God. Spirit structured seed. In our text, the Bible says that God had said to the woman, God had said to the woman, give So the prophet, he had commanded the woman. Can I ask you a question? Which of the seeds have you failed at, if I'm to use that expression? Which ones are you lagging behind on? Do you have a bare minimum you have for every garden of kings that this is the least I'll ever give? Somebody goes, I don't know my money flow. Well, when you begin to structure your life, you will see your money flow. Someone says, oh, I'm a business person. There's a rhythm to your finances. Why? Because your finances flow in the rhythm, in the direction of number one, the favor of God you've engaged concerning your life. Number two, the value you are creating in the marketplace. Number three, the disciplines you have put in place. So I said it two years ago and last year, if you print your accountant for three months, you will see the pattern. There is an average concerning your life. So you do that, you go through the average, and then you choose what your 10% is. Then you choose what your schedule given is. And based on that, you begin to build. Now, a lot of people are like, God, one day you will do it. The truth is he has already done it. Because what you currently earn is a breakthrough amount based on what you earned three years ago. Oh, come on, help me preach now. Are you you getting this? Some of you are earning a million, more than a million, two million a month right now. And you are like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And you're still saying, God, do it, God, do it, God, do it. And God says, two years ago, you were earning 250,000 naira. But because you don't understand the different kinds of seeds, you've been so spontaneous and not scheduled. So you can't see the gradual increment concerning your financial flow. 
If you can't say amen, clap. If you can't clap, say ye. If you can't say ye, say ouch. But whatever you do, give something from your belly, from your voice, from your hand. From your... God had commanded the woman. This was the instructional seed. So this governs the financial flow of your life. This governs the urgencies in your life. This, it governs the sins of your life. This is what governs the leaps in your life. The leaps, the jumps, the breakthroughs, the seeds, the prophetic seeds based on prophetic instruction or honoring a prophet or honoring what God is saying to you. Call this person. I can't tell you how many times I felt led to give somebody something and I give them the thing and they'll come and say, how did you know this was exactly what I need? Obviously, I can't mention names because many of them are in this house, but some are outside. So this was exactly what I needed. He said the exact amount of what I needed. Do you know what you're doing? You are being the proof that God exists in somebody else's life. So your seed has ambassadorial implications. You're not helping me preach today. Your seed has ambassadorial implications. It means it represents God in somebody's world. How many have been in the place before where you needed just 20,000 naira? And that 20,000 naira meant more to you than 2 million that somebody was promising you two years from now. Because sometimes it's not just the substance, it's the season in which you give it. Are you here? That there was a time in Kings, if somebody, oh, one of my friends, is an outsider, gave us 500,000 naira, I'll be like, oh, wow, that's great. But if you do that right now I mean it's so great but it's just a tiny tiny little bit of what God has done so far in the house so sometimes it's about the season that makes it substantial that makes it weighty ask a wife you want to ask father of five children that is budget right now it's multiples what it was as a young man I used to I used to plan and I still plan but I, I just thought you know what I got this lockdown I got this on lockdown until Kameen was born yeah, my God God is good, oh, everything I double, double. He started eating a lot. <laughs> I started drinking a lot. I'll be like, why is the milk finishing so fast? I was asking my wife, I said, ah, didn't you just buy it? Because responsibility enlarges your capacity. God said to the woman, you are just thinking about yourself. And when you think about yourself, look at what the woman said. Go to the text. The prophet says to the woman, this is a prophet, a spirit structure. A spirit, sorry, spirit instructed. It's not supposed to be spirit structured. Spirit instructed seed. Elijah said to her, do not fear. He precedes the prophetic instruction with a pastoral encouragement. Do not fear. Why? The greatest enemy to giving in this life is fear. The greatest enemy to giving is not lack. Oh my word. Many people think that the reason I don't give is because I don't have is not true. Because you know how you know how you don't you've changed your phone. Oh come, let's talk now. You don't have, you don't have, you've changed your shoes. You don't have, you don't have, you've changed your car. You change your hair every two weeks to four weeks, but I don't have. Oh, Clet, can we talk right now? 
issue is not lack. The issue is lack of faith in God's ability to sustain you. The issue is fear. Fear is what stops you from giving. This is the reason somebody says, oh, I don't give, give percentage given because I only earn 100,000 naira. Let God test you with 10 million. You will not give that 1 million. You know why? Because you've not dealt with fear on a small level. So with your big increase, you have grown your fear. Your fear has grown with your resources. But when you conquer the fear on a small scale, you don't fear well, but you've beaten it farewell. And now you fare well. All this tacit claps. All this stingy applause. So he said, so you fe don't fear. That's the issue. Think about yourself. Why didn't you give? Ah, if I give, I will not have. If I give, I will not be able to. If I give, I don't know what will happen. You are still in control of that. And I want to give us the differences between man's economy and God's economy. Because what makes the difference between both is not supply or resources or abundance. What makes the differences between both is fear of faith. Fear of faith. Fear of faith. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power and sound mind. Which one does God operate in? Fear? Love past sound mind. So what it means is there are two sides of the spectrum, not random strategic. Two parts of the spectrum. Fear on one side, love, power, and sound mind on one side. So every time I operate, every time I operate with love, I'm not sorry, operating in fear, I'm not operating in love. Because perfect love casts out all. It's not just love I'm not operating in. Anytime I'm operating in fear, I'm not operating in power. And what determines the flow of provision is power. What determines the willingness to provide is love. <laughs> I know God is willing because he loves me. I know my wife is willing because she loves me. But what determines the supply of what I believe I can get from love is power. Because somebody can love you and not be empowered to do it. Oh, come on. How many of your friends loved you but they've never bought you a car? It's not in their power. Don't they put it like, ah, this post is so hot. If I had that, I could buy you a car. I will stone you with a thousand dollars. Have they stoned you? Not yet, but they will. Because as you grow and they grow, you're all growing together. Your gifts will be increasing. Are you here? Somebody celebrate God for that because it's going to happen. But it's not just power that rubs me off. If I'm operating in fear, I'm also not operating in a sound mind. So the moment fear is there, it says, do not fear. The moment fear is there, I'm not operating in love. I'm not operating in power. I'm not operating in a sound mind. Do you know the implication of that? Number one, I'm not living a life of love where I know I'm lavishly loved by God. And no matter what I give, it's not going to be the end of me. 
It also means I'm not pressing the power that God has given to me, the power of favor, but also the sound mind to say, if I really want to give a million, how will I do it? Uh -huh, somebody just got in. If I really want to be given an offering of 20,000 every week, how will I do it? That's where the sound mind comes in. I can't say what I give every week. <laughs> I can't say my wife has ideas and the accounting people, but let me tell you, it's ridiculous. And ridiculous based on where I was a few years ago. And where I'm in my life right now is I'm asking, what can I set in place to pay the school fees? What can I create to pay rentals? What can I create that takes care of offerings? Sound mind. Stinginess closes your mind. Generosity opens it up. Are we here? You can't think, how can I? You just think, can I ever? I will never. It's not possible. It doesn't happen. But a sound mind is a mind that can hear soundly. Hearing the sound of God, the sound of his word, the sound of possibilities. The first thing that your mind needs to receive is not the rain, is the sound. That's why when Elijah prayed, he said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Before the rain comes, the sound has to show up. When the sound comes, if you respond with fear, you will not resound. Oh. So what are seven major differences between the world's economy and God's economy? These are the things that we see in the life of this woman. Number one, the world's economy is driven by fear. Go anywhere in the world. Go to America. For those who've been to America before, you turn on the news, right? In America, it's all fear, 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 fear. Stocks are crashing. Reports richness now says stocks are crashing. A meeting at S&P 500, blah, blah, blah. Everything is fear-driven. You know why? Because they say for those of you who are trading, it's fear and greed that drives even the stock markets isn't that so fear and greed that terms whether it's bullish or bearish and think about the animals they use in the rise and fall bullish or bearish do they entice you or make you afraid bullish bearish that's from a bull and from bears they are scary things but thank the lord that david killed the lion and the bear so the markets might be wild but i will tame it are you hearing what i'm saying the markets might be wild but i'm taming the market with the wisdom of god i will leave such a mark on the market it will become demarketized where are the billionaires I'm raising? Where are the spiritual influences who will carry weight and capacity in the spirit and be able to do amazing things? High five your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Tell him I am rising out of man's economy. I am rising in God's economy. I'm shining in God's economy. I am moving in God's economy. I am growing in God's economy. David, he said you come against me with swords and spears, but I come against 
nation in the greatest brand name, in the most powerful brand name, brand assets in the world. He knew who his God was. Somebody you're going to tame the market. Your name will become a stock. Your name will become a bond. Your name will become a fund. Your name is going to become a market industry. Are you aware that there are names that are used to describe experiences on the market? Say, I'm not driven by fear. I'm guided by faith. Oh, that was such a fake response from somebody. Look for two people, tell them I'm not driven by fear. I am led by faith. I'm led by faith. Where are my faith millionaires? Where are my faith kingdompreneurs? Where are they? Firstly, fear. How many times did you feel inspired to do something, but fear shuts it down? I told my wife there's some seats I want to sow, but I have to put more, I have to wait time, save. So some people just feel like if I can't do it now, that means I'll never be done. No, there's some seats that season now, so you keep yourself in a place till you are in that season. And putting something in the future does not mean you're operating by fear. It could mean that you're operating by wisdom. Because by wisdom is a house, and even room was not. So, the day. so sometimes wisdom does not do its work in one day. Are we here now? That's the first thing. Said, so do not be afraid. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Number two, the world's economy is based on lust. God's economy is based on love. So what's lust? Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. So we're saying earlier, you don't have, you don't have, or you're buying a new phone. Why are you buying the phone when you don't have the lusts of this life? I want to look the part. <laughs> I eventually changed my phone after about four years. I thought it was three years, but I think it's four years, right? My 10X was four, 2018, UAE, the time I traveled without you. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that. And now we've traveled with you. I will travel with you very soon. <laughs> Amen. We might even travel in other ways today. Amen. <laughs> but see. I eventually changed my phone after about four years. Not like I didn't have the money to do it. The moment you can buy stuff just because you have the money, it's the money that is leading you, yes, sir. not divine sense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If all you need to buy something is the prince of money, if that's all you need, I'm saying that's your, your primary inspiration, then you're not being led by the spirit. There's some things that you want to buy and God will say, hold on. Sometimes it's not God that says it, it's your sense that says it. Because you're like, I want to move from being a squatter. You're squatting with somebody, you want to move from being a squatter, but you've changed your phone twice. The person you're squatting with is using a four-year-old phone. And the person is watching you. Sense is very lacking. You now say later, they don't like me. They don't like, how are they like you? They're inconveniencing themselves to create accommodation for you. You are enjoying yourself and rubbing it in their face. Ordinary egg or egg. (laughs) 
is based on lust. But the kingdom, God's economy is based on love. So let me talk about the time that we traveled. When we're doing our, we're getting ready to get married about 10 years ago, people. <laughs> we're going about nine years and three months, four months, right? Almost 10 years ago. We're now Ugbulubus. <laughs> Almost 10 years ago, so we were planning for the wedding and everything, and everything, I mean, now it's even crazier, but then it was million, million, million. Hall was about 1.5 million, one hall. Another hall was about 700K, million. Their call was maybe like 800K or something, millions, millions, all of that. And we spent all the money assessing what, I'm gonna take you to the most exotic island in the world. Now everybody has gone to Maldives, think about 10 years ago. As a matter of fact, it was a wedding video and wedding vlogs that made one of the major reasons that a lot of Nigerians knew that Maldives existed. Oh yeah, because it was on Bella Niger and all of this kind of stuff. It's given influencer thing. You, you know, we shut down a part of our influence outside of ministry to build this for now. You're about to see some things from this year. to see. Look at your neighbor say, media gets me there. I had Banky W over at Dream Space some days ago. We're just getting started. The name Kingdom Influencers is not a play. And I'm not just talking about us, I'm talking about you. You will live that life the Kingdom way. You will fly your private jets into territories that are demon possessed. And as you touch down, Candace, you're walking down that red carpet. The aura of God, the prophetic aura of God, will get people to be slain in the spirit on the runway. But they're trying to serve you. They will fall and they will rise without their afflictions. I think, I hope, I'm having good, but I hope you know I'm not joking, no. You think we're joking? We're not, we're not here for play. Oh. If it's play, London was a better place to play. Do you get what I'm saying? We're here on assignment. And this is your house. Don't visit, pop in and go out. This is your house. Amen? So my wife was like, oh, we don't really need to travel immediately and all of that. Um, you know, let's just, you know, we've spent a lot. I said, how can I spend so much on, in quote, in context of the preaching, the losts of society? The loss of society is how we must look. The kind of canopy, kind of I shall be lost and not spend on the love of my life. I said, the biggest part of my spending must be on you and our honeymoon. So it cost millions, even at that time, to fly to Maldives. But that is a kingdom economy, a God economy, that even though I'm giving to just one person, this person means more to me than all those other voices on the outside. It's not about who will approve of my giving, it's how I can demonstrate my love. Someone's trying to argue to me that a certain polit politician, he likes people, he really that he gives to people. I said he's stealing of their common wealth. I said, how many public hospitals has he built? How many public this has he done? Because the best way to help people is not when you monetize their loyalty. And try to rope them in by giving them personal toothpaste uh, or five thousand dollars or ten. No, no. It's can you put it in the systems of men that people will never meet you, but they'll be touched by your impact. 
God's economy in that regard. The prophet said to the woman, give me first because of what I represent. Number three, the world's economy is about saving and squandering money. Saving, shaving, and squandering. Save, 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 save. Let's save, save, save. Let's shave, shave. Let's shave all the profits. And then let's squander the money. God's economy is about saving and supporting lives. The focus of God's economy is to sustain life. That's why when Joseph said, when he met his brother, he said, that what you meant for evil, God meant for good, that he may save many alive. The end point of all that story was not abundance of grain, it was abundance of life. He said, all souls are mine. That's why even as a believer, I mean, prioritize. The Bible says, give especially to those of the household of faith. But as a believer, also give to people that have no faith. And to people that have a different belief. Say, I only give to Christians. What's that? Does God only pour rain on believers? Say, this is a Christian rain falling. Oh, no wonder I'm trying. I'm saying, this is Christian rain. This, this, this is not for Hinduists or Buddhists. Give! Are we here? It's about squandering, saving and squandering. So they save, 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 and then they amass, and then they squander it. So he says in the music videos and the parts give an illusion. They just blow it and blow it and blow it. But in the kingdom, it's about saving lives. And I'll tell you in a short while why it was important for this woman to give to the prophet. Verse 4, uh, number 4. The world's economy is all about self-preservation and self-promotion. Self-preservation and self-promotion. And it's possible for you to be a believer and you're operating based on the world's economy. Because if all you are saving for in this life is your personal need, if that's all, it either means you're a baby believer or you're just getting started or you are just self-centered operating under the burden, the yoke of the world's economy. Somebody gave me a seed over the, the Christmas period. The person is not a member of this house. Give me a seed of a Christmas period, a couple hundreds of thousands. And I was pleasantly surprised because we've not even spoken in maybe nine months, maybe a year. And we've not seen in about that space of time. But I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, ah, wow, I'm so touched. I feel so honored. Like, more, more like, I give, I was surprised. And she said to me, she said, I've had this in mind for years. And I've been putting this together to honor you. I said there will come a season where I must honor you with this amount of money. Is somebody here? Yes, said, I'm going to deny myself. It's not about preserving myself and just saving for myself. It's can I include the needs of other people or sometimes it's not the needs, it's the honor of other people. I want to just proclaim a blessing over somebody here that you will build a house for your mother. You will build a house for your father because you know how they struggled to pay that house rent. They struggled. Some of you still remember your mommy putting money inside loincloth and tying it. Some of you don't have the memory, but some of you have that memory. Tying that loincloth and carrying your baby brother on her back. And you were dragging the suitcase and going to the motor park to go and send your, your brother to FGC or FGGC. Hopefully not to FGGC. This girl's coach. 
Number, but the kingdom economy is about self-denial, self-sacrifice. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Self-denial, self-sacrifice. Said counted equality with God, no robbery, but he humbled himself. He made himself of the form of a servant, humbled himself, and then died on the cross. The death of a criminal. Self-denial, the root of our, the base for our given. Number five. The world's economy suffers from diminishing returns. From here, I'm going to go into the text. There is always diminishing returns in the world's economy. Always! Haven't you heard the good old days? Why is it that the old is always considered good? What it means is that with the degeneration of mankind is also the de degeneration of his economy. As man progresses, his mind regresses. Haven't you seen that every generation says, ah, in our own time, we were not this bad. Yeah. It keeps degenerating because the farther away man goes from God, the farther away it goes from light. The Bible says that they have their understandings darkened because they are alienated from the life of God. They have separated themselves from the life of God. Therefore, their understanding is becoming darker and darker. The farther away you move from the source of light, the deeper you go into the shadows. So let's talk about love, diminishing returns in economics. Something, an effort, a resource, a substance, over time will begin to depreciate. Now, with your money, you know that if you had, if you wanted to buy a thousand dollars 10 years ago, 10 years ago, you needed about uh, 160,000 naira. Are you aware? Because it was a dollar to 160 naira 10 years ago. Yes, no. By 2015, you needed 365 naira. And this current economy, inokomi, because it's not economy, this inokomi. This current inokomi, <laughs> they were yapping, administration were yapping, that said, can you imagine a dollar is, you listen to that campaign, can you imagine I will bring a dollar down to 50 naira? They didn't tell us 50 naira to 1,000. So now, if you want to buy $1,000, you need about 780,000 Naira. What it means is, if you had your money in Naira 10 years ago, you're like, I'm hot and I'm keeping it, I'm hot and I'm keeping it. It has reduced value. The rate of depreciation is something like 70-something percent. Are you following this? So the superior currency is the dollar. Are you here? So if you keep it in the dollar, it appreciates against the Naira. If you keep it in Naira, it depreciates against the dollar. Man's economy and God's economy, which one is superior? So if you keep your resources in man's economy, what happens over time? But if you keep it in God's economy, what happens over time? Somebody wants to scream, but they're muffled. 
why Jesus said, don't keep your money in storehouses and in earthly treasures that will fade. But it said, lay up for yourself in a currency called kingdom currency. It's more powerful than the dollar. It's more long-lasting than the British pound because nobody can pound it even if they are British. He said, when you keep your money in my economy, to the increase of my kingdom there shall be no end. My currency is ever increasing in value. My wealth is never ended. When you keep it in that place for generations to come, I'm going to give you a name amongst men. Are you hearing this? I will give you a name amongst men that will never diminish. Those of you who are not ready, it's okay to keep on sitting down, looking the way you're looking. But if there's anybody who really understands what I'm teaching today, that as you begin to put your resources in God's economy, it gains greater value. How many of you know that when you keep those dollars, oh yes, so there's some dollars that we've kept and invested and all, and there's a bit of dollars that we just kept in PLT's account a while ago, a long time ago, and right now it's about 300% or maybe 400%. You can take that dollar and go to Djibouti, will it still be valuable? Go to Rwanda, will it still be valuable? Go to Syria, will it still be valuable? You go to Kenya, will it still be valuable? It means that when you sow a seed in the house of God and you carry that favor into oil and gas, will it be valuable? You carry that favor into social work, will it be valuable? You carry that favor into the military, will it be valuable? So every time the enemy is trying to shut down your giving, he's trying to keep your value in a currency that is depreciating. That's what it's trying to do. Come and look for three. We'll tell them, don't let him do that to you. Don't let him do that to you. Don't let the enemy rob you. Don't let the enemy steal, kill, and destroy. Don't let him rob you of that, of that. Don't, don't let him make that 10K, that 20K, that 1 million, that 5 million such a big deal. Don't let that happen to you any longer. High five yourself and say, not again, not again, not again, no, 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 not again. He says, to the increase of his kingdom, give me Isaiah chapter 9 and find the verse for me. To the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Which means that the kingdom currency grows stronger over time. This is the reason, watch this. The world, people of the world keep suffering and suffering, but go and look at the wealth of the church over the years. Go and look at the wealth of the global church over the years. It has never come down. Go and check it. Even material wealth. Are you here? I mean, you don't need to be a researcher to know that the Redeemed Christian Church of God is the largest owner and holder of property in Nigeria. They have more property than the Nigerian government. Oh, wow. Hope somebody won't get ideas. <laughs> Actually, all land belongs to the federal government, too. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so they have more... I'm not a member of Redeem. Let me not put any ministry. <laughs> Let's read this. Of the increase of his government and you know many people can increase in material resources in the world. If it's not by God there will be no peace. So there are people that increase in money but their peace is lost. There are billionaires that can't sleep. They cannot sleep. They need medication to sleep. Because like, somebody's about to kill me. So when God prospers you, you will not pay for the prosperity with your own peace. Oh. Yes, sir. 
your peace is not what will be sacrificed for the blessing God is bringing to your life. You're going to be of the lot of people that will employ a thousand people and you will sleep soundly every night. Oh, by the way, for those who are praying for me, I've been sleeping longer now. I actually have a sleep, sleep up. <laughs> to order it and to establish it. It said there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord, Lord of hosts will perform it. See, people say the reason Nigeria is disorganized, the reason Nigeria is somebody who's, I've heard different people say, it's because we're too many. There are too many aspects. Mm-mm. The problem with that is that it's not the governance of God. In the governance of God, as the government is increasing, the order and the establishment is increasing. What causes confusion is not how many gifts you have, it's how you are ordering them. It's not how many responsibilities you have, it's how you are ordering them. It's not how many needs you have, it's how you are ordering them. It's order that brings seamlessness. It's not having few things. There are people who took few courses in school and they still failed. Isn't that so? So people wrote four to six courses in a semester and they still failed. And others took eight courses and two electives. Ten and they still passed. So even concerning your finances, oh, I have this need, I have that. It is order. Somebody say, I receive order. Number six. This is the miracle that happened with the woman number five, where the increase, the Bible says that the, the prophet says to the woman, go and bring me a cup of water. Uh, that one is easy. Let me go get the water. <laughs> Say, please, as you are going, as you dare go, carry bread for head. <laughs> right? Say, bring me a cake of bread, a loaf of bread. And this guy, this woman is like, see, I'm about to die, please. Allow me to die in peace. It's one thing to be hungry. It's another thing to die. But if I'm going to die, let me not die hungry. Let me just eat this loaf. Let me know soon as I'm dying. This is, oh, God bless this bread for dying for me. Or for dying in me. That was her plan. Let our last memories be good. You know why? She was operating in man's economy, in the world's economy. In the world's economy, diminution returns. It ends. In God's economy, what you release to it is the least it could be. The least it could be. It never ends. And the Bible says, give me the text. It says, the being of flower never Where's the scripture? Bring a morsel of bread. So let me eat that we may die. It says, do not fear because God said, verse 14, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bean of flour shall not be used up, nor the jar of oil run dry. Until, watch this. So this instruction is a spirit-inspired instruction, a spirit-instructed seed. By saying this spirit-instructed seed will sustain you until the scheduled seed. Because the rain is scheduled. 
Elijah disrupted the schedule with a prophetic instruction that God needed or he decided to release to get the attention of the people. Are you here? So a spirit inspired or instructed seed will never be the end of your life. It will be the end of your lack. This is important. Number six, the world's economy results in less. God's economy results in more. And number seven, the world's economy ends up in death. God's economy ends up in life. Ends up in life. Ends up in life. The plan the woman had was for herself and her son. And she didn't see a future in the plan. Can I propose to you that God sees your future better than you? So he will never ask you to give something that will rob you of the future he has for you. Even if it robs you of the future you have for you. Because the future he has for you is better than the future you have for you. Oh, come on now. So sometimes God takes the seed that you have for your own future according to your design. So that you can see the harvest he has for the future that he has predestined concerning you. There is no way in Joseph's wild interpretation or imagination where he would have scheduled his own plan to his destiny. Many times God disrupts your schedule by giving you a spirit-inspired instruction because he knows as far as you're concerned, you saw your father go through public servants, uh, what do you call the thing? Civil service, uh, from level 7, level 7, to level 11, to level 11, more, more, level 16, and you saw him in a level called level 16, and like at level 16, his take-up pay was 350,000 naira, with some additional bonuses, eventually, who go with like 1 point something million, and in your mind, that's all you saw, it taught you to think a certain way that you needed a lot of time to be able to grow financially. So then God gives you a disruption and says, lay that down. Give that over there. Or receive a prophetic instruction. And all of a sudden, you obey God. And what you used to achieve in 10 years, all of a sudden comes into your life. The 1.5 million that your father got after 16 years of service, God gives you an idea that supplies into your life every week. That is a spirit-inspired instruction. I prophesy under somebody. The bean will not be empty. The bowl will not be dry. The cruise of oil will not run out. In the name of Jesus, the years of begging, of dryness, of borrowing, of taking just one slow step after one slow step, they are evolving into a miraculous, explosive, magnanimous, magnificent outpouring of supply. You are receiving in the name of Jesus. High five somebody say it's not going to be dry 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 look at somebody else say the bean will not be empty the bean will not be empty we've experienced it in our lives as a fire family we've also experienced it in kings as a spiritual family just when we've given a lot or served a lot or sown a lot or paid a lot when it looks like it's going down it's happened for five years as kings it's happened for about almost 10 years of my life uh, 
Just when it looks like the bin is about to dry, something flows in. Why? Because something has been activated in the realm of the spirit that my economy is not the economy of man. My economy is God's economy. I shift you into that dimension in the name of Jesus. Where are those I came for? I shift into that dimension in the name of Jesus. Society, you receive it. Somebody shout it to never be dry again. The ATM will not mock you again. The ATM will not embarrass you again. Was it sorry? You have inability to dispense cash. You have insufficient funds. You have insufficient funds. No, not any longer. In fact, for some of you, you are entering into a place where you know the last balance was not balancing. But God, I believe you. As I'm going to the ATM machine, something would have entered into it. It is a posture of faith based on your covenantal rights in God. When you begin to operate with that dimension of audacity and veracity. One of the last things I think about when I have a project is money. The first thing I want to think about, is this me or is this God? And that can take me a couple of weeks. But the moment I can tell that it is God, the money can't stop me. If God sends you, money can't stop you. 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 If it's God sending you, Money cannot stop you. Do you hear what I'm saying? High five your neighbor, say money won't stop you. I can imagine Remain standing Mom was done I can imagine This little boy Saying to the mother To the mother I can imagine The little boy Saying to the mother Controlled Controlled Mommy Is this how We are going to die Mommy I wanted to eat Your bread I'm afraid You had to eat Your flour I said Mommy I wanted to do this I said We're going to die And do you know The prophet of that looks like an irrational, wicked, bigot, prejudicial, insensitive, manic, depressive, dictatorial, uh, selfish individual. Because sometimes when God is about to bless you, it's going to look like he's insensitive to your plights, to your bills, to your demands, to your assignments, to your responsibilities. It will look as though he does not even care. And my brother A.Y. is an example. I can't go into details, but I've seen his trajectory and his finances. And I know that there were more in his life where he was just in a place where he needed God but in the middle of that it will be like I'm paying for a certain number of chairs I'm, I'm sowing the seed into Peter's life I'm doing this and every time he has done that there's been radical and massive growth in his life well I'm looking for a hundred more people who are going to enter into that dimension I don't live by my finances I live by my faith the Bible does not say the just shall live by finances he said the just shall live by my faith I don't put my faith in my faith Finances. I put my finances where my faith is. Somebody shout it won't run dry. Won't run dry. He said until the day that God sends rain upon the earth. Somebody's like God. Why not just send the rain now? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why don't you just send the rain now? Papa, 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 you send down the rain. Why? Because sometimes God wants you to pour the oil you have before you receive the rain you need. 
you pour the oil you have than the rain you need. And why is that important? Faith. What God has committed to is not your feelings. What God has committed to is his purpose. And for his purpose to be done on the earth, a man must have faith in him to partner with him. Because every divine project is a faith project. Every divine project. How do I know? When you go to Hebrews chapter 11, it says, By faith we know that the walls were framed by the words of God. So in God designing the earth, God used faith. That's why Mark 11 says, have the faith of God. The same faith that God has. So when you demonstrate faith, God said, I have a witness on the earth. Why the prophets? Why can't they just eat and then God will still give the blessing? What God wanted to sustain in the earth was a prophetic voice. So Elijah was not just a human being. He was God's microphone on earth. So by giving to Elijah and sustaining him, she was sustaining the voice of God on the earth and God says as long as sustain my voice you will not lack oil go and watch those who give to ministries or ministers or churches they just get some things easily I can point to people inside this house but I will not point because people like to be coded inside these kings it's just it's just what other people will be struggling with why because God is like there's something I'm doing on earth so if you prioritize those who are at the forefront of what I'm doing, I will prioritize you in the marketplace so that you won't struggle like the others because the faster you can get it to those, are you getting it? But if all you're doing is thinking of yourself, no problem, keep doing a great job. <laughs> Let's see how it's going. It will take you time, oh. Take you time. Sounds like at least I do my schedule, so no problem, you'll be there for a while. It's good. It's good, but it's just sustain you. But God will give you it. It's not often that he does that. In a year, I might do it two or three times. This spirit instructed seed that give me my own fists. You saw that line there in the text? She said, I, I want a big cake. Give me that line where it says, I think verse 13. Said, but make me bread first said make me a small cake from from it make it for me first so in your given two major things God is looking for priority and portion priority and percentage don't sit so I can close priority and portions that's it Start of two major things of course faith must be the pedestal for priorities and portions. Why doesn't she just give the cake, the, the flour? Why? Because there are five things you need to give. Just put all of the five on the screen. I'll able to take this, this stuff. I use an acronym called TIMES. T-I-M-E-S. Your time. Your ideas. Your money. As in TIMES. Time, ideas, so you can put this in yellow if you can. Time, ideas, money, energy, skills, social influence, and spiritual substance. If it was just bread, should I have just given the loaf, I mean the flour? You know that's the way you just give Elijah the flour? Oh, yeah, go and mix it yourself. Abi? Should be one, no problem. Okay, I'm not cooking. Go on. But to bake cake, time, energy. What kind of cake? I have to flavor it, cinnamon or nutmeg or coconut or whatever. Ideas. 
skills. He didn't want to say make it a lubom milk. Bake. God wants us to give our time, give ideas, give money, give our energy, give our skills, social influence. For some people, they've given everything, but that their beloved space on their timeline. Say that one, I can never give it. Because I understand some of you are building certain kinds of brands and it's not your personal page, but even at that, there's a way to still do it. There's still a way to do it. Spiritual substance. Some people are very selfish. How many of you know that a prophet can give you something? A pastor can give you something. I can give you something in the spirit and I can hold it back. <laughs> I can't teach all of that right now. And most times if a prophet or a pastor wants to give you something, there must be the openness. Can you play something? Or loud. All right. We need to know that the vessel is ready. Ready, prepared, and responsible enough because you don't give for show, you give for assignment. You give for assignment. Sit down until the rain pours. As you obey the instructions of God, you will not lack until the rain pours. What a man was outside, it was still dry, but inside this woman's house, Sakba could not enter. No matter what happens in Nigeria, there will be no Sakba in your house. Some of you, you can't even believe how that is going to happen, but believe, the Bible says, believe God and you shall be established. Believe as prophets, that's how you're going to prosper. There's a huge dimension of your prosperity that is connected to your relationship with me. That's what the Bible is saying. If you believe I'm your prophet. It's a huge dimension of that. I release upon you grace for easy flow. Easy flow. Oh, that amen does not sound ready or prepared. Easy flow. Your being will never be empty again. Your vat of oil will always flow. I want to please quickly make a decision as we close. Make that decision. Some of you need to write it down right now as you're standing. What are your scheduled gifts? That's one. What are your scheduled gifts? And number two. What was the last instruction God gave you? A spirit-inspired instruction that you have not responded to. The middle two, you can leave them because you're not, they're not at your mercies. They're not, right? You don't know when a spontaneous need is going to arise or when seasonal need is going to arise. But this first two, the schedule one is completely within your control. So lay aside as he has pro prospered you. The spirit structure is completely within God's control. I release on as many as are taking this exercise now grace. 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 Shatuva Nikra Susilata Sinahabatoshia. Brohoskani Shaliata Kuratas. Nakia Zushifra Pilatus. Grace in the name of Jesus. Grace in the name of Jesus. 
Christ in the name of Jesus. It will be said of you that you are prosperous. In other words, your prosperity will become visible, tangible, touchable, palpable. Some of you have experienced it in a certain dimension. Enjoy more. Enjoy greater. Become distributors. Become distributors. Dispensers. Kabuzania Brasicious. Tolokri Asuvada. Dina Kataibus. For those who have an attachment to a mentality, a practice, a habit, a mindset that chokes their finances, for those who have grown and lived in the world's economy and you've seen that model at home or even at work that's produced stinginess or fear, anxiety around money, by the prophetic, I break you loose in the name of Jesus. Small-mindedness is broken in the name of Jesus. Do you know this woman all she could see was her last meal. But God said, this is the first of your best meals. It's not your last, it's the first of the best meals. Why was it important for Elijah's voice to be sustained? Because Elijah said in the beginning of the chapter, there'll be no rain except by who? That means if Elijah had died, Let me teach you a lesson. Let me teach you. There's some things you must never allow your pastors do. As long as in your power. There's some things you must never allow your CEO at work get to do. There's some needs. By needs, not necessarily material, emotional, mental, environmental. That you should take care of. Why? Because when you expose them to certain levels of stress, everybody will suffer. Now somebody's going to be like, hey, but the one was going to die anyway. True, right? She was planning to die anyway. Because if Elijah died from the drought, when you go to 1 Kings 18, the next chapter, then God said to Elijah, arise now and go to Ahab and tell him. God needed that voice to be sustained. So if he had died, the woman would have died, but guess who else would have died? The entire family and all of Israel. Spirit-instructed seeds are for spirit-based assignments, even though they look natural. Because all concerns kick with national survival. Everything in the wisdom of God. Everything. I can mention this was somebody who did a live recording recently. He was going to give up on music completely. He was, he was done with music. But I saw him at an event years ago. I'd even forgotten because mentors, when I give this kind of I completely forget. Forget. So I'm at an event and I just felt led to sow a seed. I can't remember how much it was. I think it was 50,000 or something. Just about 2016, 2017, maybe. He said to me years later, he said, I did not know that I saved his ministry, his music ministry, that day. Because for months he had been crying and weeping and saying, God, nobody even supports what I'm doing. 
said, but when you give that seed that day, my spirit, my ministry came to life again. You don't have to know what God wants to use it for. You don't need to know. It's none of your business, except he tells you or the people tell you later. But when you know this is God, you know how God speaks to you, so you know when it's God. You know that it's God and do it. Proclaim grace for speedy and swift response at the pivotal moments of your life in the name of Jesus. And I affirm your bean of flour will never be dry. Your jar of oil will never be empty. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen and amen. Rejoice at the word. is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.